Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield, and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 28 of the Mizog Art Podcast. This week I'm speaking to artist and gallery owner Ben Oakley. I got introduced to Ben about three or four years ago by Ray Richardson, who featured in last week's episode. Ben is the founder and owner of the aptly named Ben Oakley Gallery in Greenwich Market. The first day I met Ben, he was showing a short film that he'd made about Ray Richardson. You could tell that this film was made by someone who had some experience. And it turned out that Ben's background started in the film industry. By his own admission, he got a little bit disillusioned with the lifestyle attached to the film industry. And ended up working in mosaics, of all things. And pretty soon, he went from that slow, laborious, time-consuming, creative process into one of the quickest, graffiti stenciling. After Ben appeared in the Santa's Grotti show in 2014, he noticed the increase in sales of not only his own work, but his fellow graffiti artists. It was at that point the entrepreneur in him come to the surface, and he decided to open a physical outlet for his artwork. There we have the birth of the Ben Oakley Gallery. He now puts on about 10 shows a year in the lower gallery, and has a constant display in the gallery upstairs of work from about maybe 30 different artists. I've even shown there myself, and as I record this, I've got a piece in there at the moment. The Ben Oakley Gallery is very well known locally for supporting local artists. And once a year, for a couple of weeks, Ben even hands over the entire gallery to an artist so they can experience the entire curative process from start to finish. It's an excellent gallery, and Ben is a great person. Don't take my word for it. Come with me into the gallery and find out for yourself. I'm in a Ben Oakley gallery this morning with the owner, Ben Oakley. I've got seven questions, the first of which is how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know you? 
Well, it's always a, a bit of a difficult one, that, to answer. Um, I describe myself as a creative furball. I, mm. I don't really stick to one style or medium. Um, I'm a hoarder, I'm self-trained, um, so I sort of collect a lot of interesting items, put them together in assemblage, which I really like. Um, but I also like to paint, spray paint onto interesting sort of substrates like carved wooden panels, French shutters, wallpaper, enamel signs, and uh, often sort of repeating images, um, putting them on different backgrounds. And Did you start off in graffiti? No, I started off uh, in mosaics. I used to repair all Conran's tables that nice. they would have shipped back from Uzbekistan. Yeah. And then, because I was doing mosaic furniture and furniture making, um, I got called in to do this for some, I don't know how, who knew me, but um, so I was repairing all these tables for Conran, really beautiful sort of ceramic tables. And I, I did that for a, a long time and then got into the metalwork and making. Yeah my own metalwork things, like the, the fried egg table with a knife, fork and spoon. So it's like, yours is like a 3D collage, isn't it? Yeah, like I mean, you that, do. well that, that was how I, I sort of started getting into it. I've always sort of dabbled with a bit of paint, but that was my first sort of thing. I thought, right, I can actually concentrate on the mosaics and, and do this. But the chiropractor bill was more than what you got for the piece in the end. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, you're hunched over for hours and hours and weeks doing these sort of um, you know cracking the mosaics and and then I discovered spray paint yeah and then I went from the most laborious art form in the world the longest sort of to the fastest I think yeah. I can I can do 20 paintings in a yeah, week yeah. do you know what I mean and then you know starting cutting stencils and yeah and that's that sort of led into where I am now you said about the mosaics the first time I come into your gallery in, here in Greenwich Carrie Reichardt was on the wall. Yeah, love, love Carrie. I mean, you know, starting off in the sort of urban art world, as it's called, I remember meeting her at an exhibition in North London. And um, I'd done a piece on a Coca-Cola mirror. Yeah. And I'd just written cliche in white paint, like <laughs> cocaine. Yeah. And she really liked it. And uh, so we did a little swap with one of her oh, nice. ceramic spray yeah. cans, which are fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, we've sort of kept sort of doing bits of work together since then. That was probably 2003 or yeah. four. Yeah. I mean, I interviewed her. She was one of the first to be interviewed on the air. But um, I didn't say to her, but she's one of my favourite artists. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's a bit hard to say that to someone's face. It is hard. It's um, an odd one, isn't it? How, but how much you like their work. And as a person, she's properly unique, isn't oh, she? Love properly it, yeah. unique. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's been really good fun shows having... Her work in here, so uh, yeah. Because did you make film as well? Because the first time I came in this gallery, um, which was just before Ray Richardson was going to have a show here, mm. I happened to be here, and you just made a film with of Ray. Yeah, I mean that was my background. I grew up in the film world. Uh, started off as a driver, runner, third, second, first assistant, and then I was a first AD at Ridley Scotts and other high-end sort of Soho uh, commercial companies, but. Um, I wasn't really cut out for uh, infidelity and cocaine uh, <laughs> on social ladder yeah. climbing. So, uh, well, I'm cut out for it. I'm just not good looking enough, or I haven't got enough money, or relatives. Other than that, yeah. But you know, so I, that was my training in life, you know. And um, but I always fell back. It was feast or famine, and I always fell back on my hands to make money, you yeah. know. And whilst I was in the film business, 
loved it and I loved the whole process from storyboard to screen you know whether it's film commercial short film or whatever um, yeah that was that was a good training in life so did you come from the film into the mosaic or was the mosaic before the film was first and I was a driver and I used to dro- deliver props to different uh, you know companies yeah. and then I was always helpful and I got on with people so then a producer said oh why don't you come and be a third assistant on this job and then I worked for like Mentor Films which is Wardour Street and uh, on the first sort of magazine program which is called 01 for London mm-hmm. which was brilliant going to interview all different from pop stars actors and all the top shows in London and that would be sort of documented and put into a show yeah. and that was that was really good I enjoyed that when was your first interest in art? Um, well, art's always been my favourite angle for getting out of doing any other kind of work, really, uh, especially academic work, which I was pretty terrible at growing up. Yeah. Um, still haven't, by the way. <laughs> and then, uh, but since sort of 1990, um, that's when I started producing artworks in one way or another, conscientiously, and um, you know, it's all been downhill since then. Downhill. <laughs> But yeah, I think as I was, you know, as I was saying, you know, my sort of influential uh, artists and that sort of thing, having sort of a poster of Francis Bacon, you know, yeah. and that sort of thing. I yeah. just loved what he could actually portray through his work, mm. and then that sort of spreads on to different different artists when you go to different shows and stuff. So, did you stop that to become an artist? Uh, no, I never started. Um, never stopped anything to start anything um, uh, oh it just sort of evolved from one to the other well I think just I've always just failed at everything else and then <laughs> and then always returned to my hands to yeah, make money yeah. always you know whether it was the mosaics all self taught I never went to college uh, or art school uh, I come from a very creative family where my old man was a self taught photographer graphic designer illustrator painter my brother's a graphic designer my mum was a dressmaker and yeah. a jewellery maker, all self-taught. So everything's creative so, around so, you. Yeah, that's why. Hence they can't it, like, rub off, can it, really? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, we weren't sort of taken to art galleries and all that sort of thing, but I saw a lot of illustration, 70s, you know, growing up with my yeah. old man bringing back these, uh, you know, the illustration books and stuff like that. So did you stop at that point to become an artist? No, I, I never really set out to be an artist, uh, I just, I just started painting, and then they started selling, and then that just led on to the next thing, and it's always been sort yeah. of a so one sort of thing to another. Concentrate on one area that becomes successful, and you sort of leave behind the one that you was just in, and then that morphs again and again. Yeah, I mean, the film business was great. Right, I didn't really get on with all the people there. I wasn't thick-skinned enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, great money you know and great process but not happy with what goes on yeah, really yeah. and wasn't really in I wasn't in the click you yeah. know and I've always sort of I've always been self-employed maybe I'm unemployable probably and yeah. uh, that's why I've always done stuff myself and then continuing on from the mosaics that started got really into you know laborious as I said picking up the spray paint sort of stuff as that whole movement started in 2000 2001 and three, yeah. that sort of thing and um, yeah, and then you're just on a roll then. And then I would always, people would come to me, because I had that sort of first assistant director training, which is organising mm. a shitload of people and 
hot air balloon with dogs flying over the channel and you're shooting <laughs> yeah, yeah, it from yeah. a you know a tugboat yeah. so there's a lot of planning involved so I'm alright at that um, after years of that training and then people said oh can you can you promote me can you promote me or, mm. you know that sort of thing and then um, I thought well actually let's let's get a little pop up when that sort of started when did that start? well my, my first pop up was probably about 17, 16 years ago and it was, um, it was in Greenwich. I mean, I grew up in uh, around Greenwich. I did the markets in the 80s, screen printing T-shirts, mm. that sort of thing. And then, um, so I've, I'm familiar with the area. I feel, it feels like home. And then I approached Greenwich Council, or Greenwich uh, Market, and said, but that shop's been empty. I'll take it on and pay you rent for a month. What, the bakers? Well, th this one was uh, an old bakery around the corner, oh, actually. Oh, a bakery? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> see that, and I've parked up opposite Goddard's yeah, now, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I've got to get the food aspect right first. So, you do a few of those pop-ups, they do well, they bring a lot of noise to the to the events, and, um, and they were accessible, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, that led on and on and on to where we are now, in the creatively named Ben Oakley Gallery, yeah. but, um, which I've now been here for about oh, a month. Yeah, the bog. <laughs> when I had a design business, it was called Bod. And uh, yeah, so yeah, the bog. I thought that was um, yeah, it's yes. bog standard. It's good. You've had a lot of art come through the gallery. A lot of your own art gets sold in here. Is there any particular piece that you've had the strongest emotional connection to? Yeah, well, I am quadrophenic. So I've got four answers for that. No, I don't know. It's difficult. Well, either, um, either way, either one. Well. There's plenty of art that I love yeah. that comes through here, but it's um, because I've got a lot of it on my walls at mm. home. <laughs> you know, I mean, basically, the whole philosophy of this place when I opened it was to open the doors to young emerging artists, to give them a platform, because I remember sort of knocking on doors and being refused and it all being a bit cold and, yeah. and that 100-yard stare you got when you went to these galleries up in town mm. where the person on reception or whatever would look at you like you don't know anything and you haven't got any money anyway yeah when they were right about the money yeah. but I, I did know what I liked and that's that's how I think you should buy your art mm. just buy it because you like it not because it's gonna make you a million quid you're not yeah. even gonna be alive unless a million quid yeah you know? so um, letting in young artists and letting those emerging artists come in and a classic example is a guy called Fret who was 14 when he came in mm. and um, he was, you know, I was sitting down and I was taller than him and he had long hair and he's like, mm. oh, I do all this sort of thing. And I was like, oh really? He's like, yeah, uh, street art, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, that was our sort of set when we first started. There was a lot of street art mm. work in here or whatever you want to call it, spray paint art. So I said, well, go away, come back and bring me a piece and I'll put it up. And he was like, wow. So he came back next week with his mum and dad and then he opened this lovely sort of three sort of layered stencil of a skull on a nicely presented bit of wood and uh, I said okay so how much do you want for it and he's like well I don't know I said well let me tell you right this is a business and this is how it happens when you go approach other galleries you go with a price in mind and then they'll put their percentage on top okay and then they sell it and each one gets their money okay fine so he goes away he didn't know what I put 75 quid on it and um after about two weeks, I sold it, and I rang him up, and I said, oh, Fred, you know that piece? And I just heard him go, Mum, they've sold it. <laughs> yeah, no. And I was like, and this was only three weeks of opening the yeah. gallery. I thought I could shut the door now, and I've done my <laughs> good in the world, you yeah, know? I've, yeah. I've ignited something in yeah. someone, and 
never thought I'd be in a position to help or influence, you know. Yeah. So uh, that was really good. So then he came in the next week. I said, well, come in, I've got your money. He came in and I gave him the money. And he went, what about your bit? And I said, no, I'm, I'm not taking anything from it. This was for you to buy more paint, yeah, more nice. canvases, more wood, and get into it, because this is what you can do. Mm -hmm. He was 14, they were really good, it was a yeah. really good, you know, painting. So since then, he did his work experience here when he was uh, 16. And then after that, you know, we've sold probably about 40, 50 pieces of his Is that work. the young lad you had spraying around the corner there in yeah, the summer? that's right, yeah. I mean, you know, again, we're talking about people sort of being influenced by people, but, you know, you can't help that, I don't yeah. think, in any... Uh, show me an artist, I can't tell you there's an influence from someone else. Exactly. You know, but... And he's a young, he's a young kid, as I said, so... Now he's gone to um, Camberwell. He's done his foundation. Oh, nice. Flying colours. And now he's doing a... MA? BA? BA? Yeah, I think yeah, he's doing yeah. the BA there, yeah. So he's on a path, and his work comes in all the time, and he's etching, and he's doing all sorts of different mediums. Just in this show, Hypocrisy, we, we sold two of his, you know, which is great coming through January and yeah, February, because yeah. you don't usually sell a thing. <laughs> and um, so that's the success story of... And that's the sort of angle I'm waffling on a bit. But, you know, that's a, just a, a nice story for me. I love it. Yeah, when, when he looks back onto his artistic career, hopefully in a, a few years' time, you'd like to think that he'd sort of um, put your name to, to the start of it, wouldn't you? Not that that means anything yeah. to you. But no, no, definitely not. But I, what I really enjoy about having the gallery is saying, right, I say, no, what about you and you do a show? Yeah, and then whilst you're doing that show, produce a print, a collaboration print or something. Mm. So on their timeline, you have this little spike, and they go, "Oh, where did they do that?" Do you know what I mean? It yeah. Makes, yeah, that sort of thing I really like, and it's a bit like the thing thing thing, yeah. right? Yeah, where um, artists take the white little penguin and they paint it how they like. Yours are fantastic as usual, and uh, so it's it's getting artists to think a little bit sideways. Yeah, you know, like John McCarthy and David Bray giving them six blank canvases yeah, nice. each letterbox and say you paint one half you paint the other yeah. and then they're like oh they're out of their comfort zone yeah. and then it's, it's it's only until you get asked to do something out of your own comfort zone you think shit what a yeah, bastard exactly. I am yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it is. yeah exactly but it is it's good I think it's good I don't think we should all be no, it's good practice for everyone yeah we shouldn't be drifting because everyone's on their path on their it's like a train track isn't it you, everyone knows where they're going in what direction then mm. all of a sudden someone pulled a signal and it takes them off, off their route and Definitely. makes them readjust the way they think yeah those little tributaries are key I think and you always learn from when you're doing a bit of work you know or, or you make a mistake that you don't on the next one so yeah. you've got a little logo for the gallery as it were your fairy yeah Fairy holding a spray can. Where does she come from? Right, well, uh, right. So I, I was sort of in a show with our, our Lord Banksy in um, 2003. And um, people were asked, it was up in Berwick Street, it was one of Santa's ghetto, pictures on walls. And they were saying, oh, what's your, uh, what's your street name? And I'm like, well, Ben Oakley. And they're like, well, you can't have your own name. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not going to have a nickname now at my yeah, age. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, after that, uh, you know, so I put a piece into this Santa's ghetto in Berwick Street. 
went home that night and I, I watched a programme on the Cottingley Cousins. Oh, yeah, who, yeah. Who, who cut the yeah. fairies out of lace, fooled the world, Conan Doyle, the whole lot, took it hook, bar and sinker. And then I thought, I, I like that Art Nouveau period. I like that whole sort of soft edge. And uh, I'll just add a f- spray can to the fairy's hand yeah. and say, this is the London Graffiti yeah, Fairy. Yeah. Love it or hate it, there it is in the morning. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, and so, so that's what I did. I would, if ever I did a piece, I would sign it, I suppose, or what do you say, you know, yeah, tag it yeah. with the little fairy. And then that sort of took momentum, and then um, it's turned up in so many different mediums now. I had some guy made me some acrylic necklaces out of it, and then yeah, bowls, yeah. and then clothing, and then it just went on and on and on. And they've, they've gone all around the world. It's yeah, brilliant, right. and I love that. And people send me little stickers from New York yeah, or yeah. Sweden or wherever. And say, look, I put them on the beach. Or nice. And it, it's a weird thing to be known as the fairy bloke from <laughs> South London, but I've got shoulders He's for the it. the fairy sprayer. Yeah, exactly. So you don't know what's going to gonna go. Yeah. Uh, you don't know which way these things are going to go. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's, you know, 17 years later after coming up with that, it's now our logo, darling, yeah. of the no, guys. Cool. It's good. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, you mentioned the thing thing mm. earlier on. Tell us a little bit about that, how that came about. Well, about five or six years ago, um, Gert Jan, who's boy wonder, this artist, came in the gallery with this white plaster penguin-shaped mould and said, oh, look, I'm selling these. It's like a designer toy. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't really do that. Um, tell us about it. He said, well, they're made in Holland by uh, homeless people, and they get paid per, per one they make out of plaster. And then he puts these sort of stickers on the back, which is all about spreading love and happiness, you know? Quite hippie. Yeah. But um, I thought, well, I like it. There's something about it. And I thought, well, rather than... I said, well, look, I'll buy a load off you and I'll give them out to the artists and then I'll ask them to twist them up how they like and then I'll do a charity thing for St Christopher's, which is a, something close to our heart in our family. Yeah. And, um, and St Christopher's is a hospice. Yeah, St Christopher's yeah. Hospice, yeah, in, in South East London, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's where my old man passed away and they're angels, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, again, sort of going back to sort of helping Fret, you know, you think, God, I'm in a position to help people. Yeah, yeah. And now, doing this sort of charity thing puts a bit more purpose on it rather yeah. than just colouring in. Mm. That's maybe Ray would yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, you can do so, you know, you can do so much. And it's, um, so that's how the thing thing was born for about four or five years ago. And um, 
every year we have an annual thing. It's not massive. We earn a couple of thousand quid, two and a half thousand maybe a year or a bit more. Yeah. And that just goes to St. Christopher's Hospice and they're a self sort of run uh, hospice and it's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's like you, th- there are the big ones where there's a, it might be a big rhino or an elephant or oh, yeah, something. Yeah. Paint. These are about, what would you say, eight inches by yeah, five? Four, yeah, eight by five. Yeah, just a little sort of something to put on the and shelf, like an objet d'art type thing. Just like you were saying about putting the two artists together, it does make an artist just sort of stop thinking about their routine mm. and just think about something different creatively. It does make another creative cog just, just tick for a little while. Yeah, I'm sure I've been cursed a few times for giving them out or yeah, asking artists to do it. But, you know, there's so many when they come back. are just amazing, yeah. you know? I mean, you've, you've been part of it and I'm, yours are unbelievable. Well, I'm not blowing smoke, those, I'm just saying oh, that, you. you know, that the last one was just incredible, you well, know? The good thing about those are they are so simple. That, well, they're not. They are so fucking difficult. Yeah, so many facets. Mm. But because it's so simple, there is a million different things you can do with it. And then you start looking at it, then you get one idea, then it mm. gets more complex, more complex. In the end, me personally, and I know Lee Ainsworth was the same, you end up looking at this <laughs> big conceptual project that you, and you go, hold on a minute, it's a fucking penguin. Yeah, right. Like, let's strip it all back down. And it doesn't need, it can be, the idea can be complex, but because it's so simplistic in its visuality, that's how it has to stay, I think. Well, definitely, and, that, and that's, that's part of it reining yourself in yeah because you can go absolutely mad we've had the sort of the Banksy Shredder one this year yeah, you know yeah, super. the Hearst mother and calf divided that sort of thing you know Leon's oh no we won't say no. that <laughs> <laughs> but you know let's, you know and it's just lovely that all the artists help yeah. doing this you know and um, yeah that's a good day as well so this actually on December this year it's going to be five years and we're going to do 50 oh nice 50 thing things and they'll all be on little and made plinths on the wall, so that would be a good one to work towards. You obviously need a lot of inspiration here. Oh, let's just talk about this gallery a sec. The Ben Oakley Gallery we're in now, like you mentioned, it's opposite Goddard's, mm-hmm. of one of the spurs of Greenwich Market. It was an ex-bakery. Is it, it's still got the sign above, isn't it? Yeah, it says use your loaf. Use your loaf. the front. Um, you started this gallery in what year? Well, I got the lease in late 2010 and I sort of gutted it all out and took the ovens out and ripped the ceiling down and all the stainless and uh, and then sat down. Yeah. And people it were like, you can't have a gallery like that. No, like, oh, no, you can. I, exactly. I, it's, uh, everyone I speak to about this gallery, I just I say, you go in there and it's just home. It's not, you hmm. don't want fucking white walls. It's, it doesn't need white walls. The white walls are doctor's surgeries. You know I mean, those yeah. people, I mean, it's frightening enough for most, the majority of public to actually come in a gallery so then you make it all white and stark and that's yeah. my own personal thing you know but I did try and make it a bit more homely by putting a fireplace surrounding we had Chesterfield chairs when I first started but then all my mates would just come and sit in them and just drink beer <laughs> <laughs> so I had to sort I of get rid of the them Chesterfield chair being in here at least so I had to get rid of them and um, make it a little bit harder for people to plot up all day so you have to because you put on you put on a lot of shows here was it roughly one a month yeah, yeah, definitely this year. Um, well, I, it's varied. I've tried to sort of find the best medium for it. Um, this year we've got 10 shows, uh, including a big installation in September. Um, but um, that's because our lease runs out at the end of this year and it could be our last year. Yeah. 
So I, I don't know. And if they keep whacking up the rent and that sort of thing, it's you know it's just not viable. Yeah. I think we're we're a dying breed, unfortunately, and um, it's a it's a shame because the joy people get from coming in here and seeing they can afford a piece of artwork because you know there's anything in here from thirty quid, yeah, you know, up to whatever yeah. you want to pay for yeah. it, really. So um, and there's such a diverse array. You know, I, my rule of thumb is if I have it in my house. I'll have it in here. Yeah, and that way I can genuinely right. talk to people about it as a piece of art I believe in, yeah. or an artist that I believe in. And we had a guy, a really good mate of mine, said, oh, can my mate put a bit in? And I said, yeah, okay. And he came in, he put the painting, I said, oh my God, I've agreed to do this. And I put it in the corner of the gallery, and I never, I never went in there for a month, that <laughs> corner, it's only eight <laughs> foot away. I sort of diverted round, <laughs> you know. And um, I, thought, I couldn't wait for that month to be over and say, oh, sorry, mate, it didn't sell, you know. Yeah. But... Um, and did it sell? No, no, no. 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 I was hoping you were going to say, oh, it, it sold and <laughs> yeah. now he's my main... Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's keeping the rent going, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Where'd you go for like... inspiration? Or what inspires you? Well, it, since, since I've opened the gallery, it's really difficult to create my own work as an artist without thinking, oh, shit, I can't do that. You know, you might yeah, think, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll put that with that... I think I can't do that because that's that might, I hate that whole thing of yeah. uh, someone thinking I'm copying them, you know. But um, so with the assemblage pieces, I know no one can do that. No one can copy my assemblage pieces yeah. because they're they're pieces I collect and have done because I'm a hoarder. I've collected them for years. You know that piece behind you is made up of a BSA petrol tank that I bought from um, an antique shop in sort of Tunbridge Wells or something and then on top is a, a lamp from France in the market the machetes from a boot fair in the Isle of Sheppey yeah, good, good luck replicating that yeah and uh, you know so those sort of things won't won't be replicated you know uh, the stand is a, a dressmaker stand from my mum had in the house for years and then I saw the big bird cage for sale when I was in Portsmouth and I thought hold on perfectly I can put all those bits together as well, you know so, I mean, that was... I mean, where would you get another big metal bird? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, saying that, that, that was uh, made with the help by Charles Walker. So, uh, yeah. If you could put a show on in the Ben Oakley Gallery of yourself and five artists, what would that show look like? Uh, weird, probably. Um, I would... I, I suppose I, I would love to have sort of Joseph Cornell, you know, a pioneer of assemblage, love his stuff. Rauschenberg, love all that. Francis Bacon, as I mentioned earlier, was one of the first artists, along with sort of Eve Klein, but Francis Bacon. Chapman Brothers, I love their stuff. And you, do you fancy it? Oh, I'll come yeah. You know, a few of those might be difficult, but yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think that would work somehow. I and mean, a lot of that is the sort of more collage and assemblage and but a, a, with a surreal element to it, I yeah. like that. You, you've got quite a lot of 3D work in here, considering the trend is very much, well, I suppose it's always been 2D work, sells a lot easier than mm. 3D, but in, in your gallery, I've noticed you, you do have a lot of sculpture in here, don't you? There Would is, there is at the that, moment, that's yeah. your, Even though a lot of your work is wall-hung sculpture, isn't it? Or, or, yeah, I yeah. don't know if you'd call it sculpture. Wall-hung wall assemblage is, is your thing. You just mentioned Joel's Walker. You've got 
probably your biggest show coming up that you've curated. Yeah, well, we're still doing that. With we're Giles. still sort of putting it together with Giles Walker. Yeah, called Monster, which um, will be a giant sort of a installation. Yeah, following on from his amazing piece at the London Science Museum, yeah. uh, The Last Supper, which is it's you know a, truly a it changes your life. That yeah. sort of stuff is it, it's unbelievable. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm laughing because uh, you know he said, "Oh, do you want to?" Curate the next one. Well, I was like amazed until I found out he asked everyone else. And <laughs> yeah. Right? But no, I said, yeah, I would absolutely. My I was my heels were clicking in midair. I just like, thought, God, this is such an amazing opportunity. Yeah. And, I, and there's know, not to, many people like him around either, is there? No, I mean he's he's just brilliant. So like monster, sixteen animatronic figures, three of them four and a half meters tall, yeah. all set in a Georgian warehouse on the River Thames. Nice. And um. You know, we've been working on it already for about 14 months. Different sort of, well, he, he, you know, mainly Giles, but I've been trying to sort of organise this. This is, goes back to the first AD sort yeah. of uh, organisational skills or not. And um, so, yeah, we're getting our location, our warehouse. We're, we're putting on these river boat trips for... Uh, uh, we, want, we wanted everyone to come and see it for free. Uh, and that's, you know, why... Now, as a counterbalance to that, we're going to do a crowdfunder, which we've started yeah. on Indiegogo.com, uh, <laughs> Monster. So, yeah, so that's what we've done. We're doing a crowdfunder and, you know, hopefully uh, that'll... That crowdfunding, what's the best way for anyone to get directions to that? I would say just go to Indiegogo.com and then type in Monster and then you'll see our campaign. How do Indiegogo? I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot com. And then it's just Monster? Yeah, and then just Monster. That um, Once you go to their homepage, you just type in Monster. And, and it's not just pure donations they give, is it? No, no, it's all about, they rewards. call it perks or rewards. Yeah. And uh, our rewards are really relevant and really good value. Yeah. You know, the one I'm just waxing lyrical about, which I think is a blinder. We pick you up at Tower Bridge on a riverboat that's great we sail you down to Greenwich with guest speakers on board you get to Cutty Sark walk to the location canapes and drinks volivants <laughs> no, yeah canapes and drinks on, you know you immerse yourself amongst the uh, installation for about 25-30 minutes and um, they're all going to be talking and singing to each other and to the audience as, yeah. and each person will get their own perspective wherever they stand and own experience and then after uh, 30 minutes you walk back to the boat and we've got a rock and roll band that play you back nice. to Tower Bridge, and that's, you know, that's ninety five quid under under yeah. hundred for under a hundred pound. What are you going to get? Yeah, exactly. I think it's about fifty quid to get into Madame Tussauds yeah. and see a bunch of old candles. Yeah. You know, nice. <laughs> that that's what's really keeping us up at night at the moment. And um, yeah, spread the word. So you got you got a boat trip. There's smaller rewards if anyone wants to just give. I think, what's the lowest? Is it like fifteen quid for a? Yeah, it's a little sort of acrylic monster, monster sort of necklace. That's 15. And then another brilliant one is um, we've collaborated with Thames, uh, Thameside Print Studio. I think it's brilliant. For 60 quid, you're going to learn how to screen print and you're going to get pull it yourself, the screen print, and you're going to get a screen print of Giles Walker, limited yeah. edition, for 60 quid. Yeah. I mean, that is, uh, if you're thinking about learning the process and you want a gentle introduction to it, it's, it's a piece of cake it's just so, uh, yeah so people can see that indiegogo.com forward slash monster or they can find it at your own 
yeah, if you want to go to benoakleygallery.com, um, there's links on the homepage, and um, you'll see a little video that we've shot with Giles and Creature, one of the uh, figures that's going to be in the in the show. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just think it's going to be the event of the year. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be something special, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You won't, you know. I, and one of the beautiful things I think about that's coming out of this is the phrase that I, I don't think we should all be in our comfort zone the whole time, yeah. floating down a little gentle stream on a log. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's a it's a jumpy horror film, but you know, you it's nice to have the blood flowing a bit faster, isn't it? And when, when is this going to take place? Well, September the 12th is the is the VIP night on the boat, and that's going to be the opening night. Nice. So after that, everyone will be able to come and see it for free, but um, obviously to make these things, it costs a lot of money, and um, that's why we're doing the crowdfunder. So yeah. it's, it's important. I think it's an important piece of work, you know. Um, well, the last one was in the, the Science Museum at six months, wasn't it? <coughs> yeah, I mean, that's and seen by 30,000 people. Yeah, it? they don't just... Uh, stick anything in there do they that's for sure uh, yeah exactly I mean he's got the backing of a lot of brilliant sort of you know Royal Academicians and other artists and and recently you know um, Black Rat Press and Hang Up Gallery have yeah. both helped now by sending it out to theirs yeah. so that's a sort of um, unprecedented unification of three London yeah. galleries I mean if anyone wants a little tester of, of what he does is it still has he still got the um the pole dancers going on in Brick Lane, or was that stuff? No, Peep Show, we installed that for two weeks in oh, Wyden White, yeah, and Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, that's not... But, I mean, you can... You just look up Giles Walker online, and... Um, yeah, I, well, I recommend for anyone to go onto YouTube and put Giles Walker, The Last Supper. Yeah. That is something amazing. It well, really that, that will show you the quality of the work that's being yeah. produced, you know, and, um, and that's why it's, you know, it's worth... It's worth funding, you know. And as far as Ben Oakley's concerned, where can people see your stuff? Well, um, at the moment, just in here, um, in in the Ben Oakley Gallery, or um, Instagram. Well, yeah, there's loads of stuff on Instagram. I mean, I, I mainly that work is uh, the photographs are usually other artists, but yeah, there is some of my work on Instagram. Yeah, if you just go to Ben Oakley Gallery on Instagram, um, you'll be able to see what we get up to and possibly the odd shot of my Jack Russell. Excellent. Ben, thank you very much. Well, cheers. Thanks, Dave. There you are, Ben Oakley and the Ben Oakley Gallery. What I didn't mention throughout that conversation and should have is that when I decided to create a first face value exhibition, if bringing a huge concept to fruition wasn't bad enough, I'd never curated an exhibition before and Ben was always on hand when I needed a bit of advice. As Ben mentioned there, along with Giles Walker, they are both crowdfunding the biggest art experience of their careers, Monster. And if you didn't hear Giles Walker's episode, go and listen to episode number 25 after this one. Giles Walker is an animatronics genius. And as Ben said there, to find out any more information on Monster, just go to any of his social media platforms. The link will be there for Indiegogo. And again, just to get a taste of how good Giles Walker is, go over to YouTube. Just put in Giles Walker, The Last Supper. It really is something amazing. And by the time this podcast is released on the 11th of March, there will only be a few weeks left of the crowdfunding. So please, if you're able, go over to Indiegogo, search Monster, and help Ben Oakley and Giles Walker 
bring this animatronics extravaganza to fruition. The episode we've got coming up next week is a first. It was my first podcast-to-podcast crossover. It was with Gita Joshi from the Curator Salon podcast. I had mentioned the Curator Salon podcast on here a few months ago when I first heard it and urged anyone to go and have a listen. Gita and I had been mentioning each other's podcasts on social media for the last few weeks and during conversation we thought it'd be a good idea to meet up Gita do a podcast on me, and I do a podcast on Gita. So we met up at the new Port Street Gallery. After we'd seen the show, we went upstairs into the cafeteria and took it in turns to host and guest on a podcast. So between now and next week, go over to Gita's podcast, which is called The Curator's Salon, and have a little listen for yourself. She has got a superb back catalogue, which I recommend you work your way through. But that's next week. So like I say every week, no matter which platform you listen to this podcast on, there's generally a reviews and comments section. If you wouldn't mind taking a few moments out just to leave a comment or review, it really would help this podcast and anybody looking for one. So until next week, when I'm speaking to Gita Joshi, thanks for listening. Ta-da. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.